Hey, this is Andre Gower from the Monster Squad and Wolfman's Got Nards, a documentary, and you are listening to Shock Treatment with Mel and Maddie. Cool. Uh, all the cool kids are together on a Friday night. That's what's up. Okay. Alright, <laughs> folks. Welcome back to another episode of Shock Treatment with Mel and Matty. Mel, how you doing over there? I'm doing, I'm doing. Finished my last day of class today. I'm so excited. No more having to get up all extra early for that. You get big graduate now? You graduate yeah. from something like that, or is there? Yeah, they paid us. They, they pay, No, they paid us to take the class. Yeah, they don't do. The, you get a certificate. Yeah, well, they're, they're going to mail those out like next week. Yeah, so That's cool. it, it's good. It's already. It's on my resume. So my resume looks all nice and polished. That's all that matters, right there. Yep. You know? So uh, you know, we, we got a we got a fantastic guest with us again. Second week in a row, ladies and gentlemen, through the, the magic of editing, the second week in a row right here. Mr. James Lamond, how are you? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's going on? Glad to be back. Glad to have you. Glad we to love having you. you. Absolutely. You love us so much, you just can't stay away. We love, Hard you, to love you guys. You know that. Hell yeah, we love you too, bro. It's, it's, the, it's the culture shock, shock treatment connection. The shock. With the know? shock. Yeah. We're going to start a, a R&B group called The Shock. Or The Shocker. <laughs> oh, that's, boy. That's too explicit. That's a Prince cover band, The Shocker. Watch out. We'll get, that, we'll get that cancel treatment. Oh, this is shit. dead, guys. Come Watch on. Out. Watch out. It's not nice. Well, cancel I mean, Bob? they'll cancel us. We're not Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion or whatever the hell her name is. Oh, well, I really am Cardi B, actually. Oh, we're getting straight political. Like, I know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just lost all our 13 year old audience bro. I just lost respect for myself on that one <laughs> you're not even supposed to know those names Mel Shit. I know well I mean I was kind of watching the Grammys and it's not there's what we grew up with Like the, I used to look forward to watching a music award shows and now it's like who the fuck are you you're not oh. even supposed to know the Grammys were on Mel come on now I was you guys, are gonna, you're you guys are going to appreciate the next Culture Shock episode because we're going to we're coming at we're coming at Fucking award shows. I miss so. a good. I, yeah, I know. I can't wait to see this one. Well, or hear this one then. <laughs> oh yeah. Award oh, it's shows. It's ridiculous because you've got all this. Um, cancel me. Cancel. Cancel. Cancel you cancel all, this, baby. Cancel that. Cancel this. This is inappropriate. Doctor Seuss is this. This one, <laughs> you know. But yet you've got Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion practically having sex on stage during primetime hours on a giant purple fake bed. I mean. You know, a stripper oh, pole made out of a a giant platform shoe. Yeah. <laughs> There's been a lot of. I mean, we we uh, cancel culture. Gallagher's you know. act. Uh, oh, Gallagher. I mean, that's a Gallagher me. act, ain't it? Big large <laughs> shoe. Seriously though, <laughs> seriously, that is a Gallagher act. But no, I mean, we got a lot of cancel culture has been like hot on the lips of everybody lately. For this, that, or whatever, it's all subjective, man. Like. 
if your audience is going to cancel you over the art that you make, then they weren't your fucking audience. Exactly. In the same, in the same token, if you don't like it, don't listen. Not that difficult. Well, that's, you know, that's what you get. Don't watch it. Not that difficult. That's what you get with a mainstream fan. Like, that's why horror is so good in these cult type, you know, underground films that we do is we, it's a certain fan base where, you know, they're not going to upset, you know, your, your, your regular Cardi B fan you know, in five years, when the new hot things out, they're gonna forget who Cardi B is. You know what I mean? They're, they're, I'd rather I'd rather pour acid on my face than be a Cardi yeah, B fan. Well, they don't really have a loyalty. The the mainstream no. fans don't really have a. There's more loyalty in the underground. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. If, if, if me and Jeremy tried to get Strawberry Lane released like through mainstream channels, it just never would have fucking happened. We never would have seen any success with that movie at all. It it is the underground that supports that yeah. kind of thing. And that's where you can push your art. And if you um, stick to the mainstream, well, I I hope you like plain white toast. I guess. It's true. Yeah, it's constantly, walking, constantly walking on eggshells for everything, so you yeah. don't you know you don't offend someone. Art should not be safe. <laughs> and if you listen to Culture Shock next episode, we'll talk about why art shouldn't be safe and why it was your bullshit. Believe it. You know, in other words, there's a nice plug for that episode. How how did James Lamont feel about a 50 year old gentleman with Taylor Swift pictures all over his house? Uh, that's uh, that's bothersome. I mean, Taylor Swift was in his diapers when he was like fathering children, so that's not that's that's awkward. Uh, if there is children. If Are there children? If, if you're talking about who I'm talking about, he has two little ones. I would never talk about an actual person, Mel. <laughs> never. That's ridiculous. No ridiculous. Um, I'm talking for anybody out there that needs help that has Taylor Swift addiction. That is a little over the age of, you know, 11 years old. 50. Sh- shouldn't be having that that Taylor Swift addiction. <laughs> um, where where we where all the proceeds of this episode are going to helping you guys out, so. <laughs> Let's pop into our back into our theme. You know, last week we uh, we dove into horror films that became video games. And this, you know, this uh, this outing, we're going to talk about you know video games that became horror films. But I, I think we should or horrifying a little. <laughs> we can go. We can do horror, but there's there's some legend. I felt that there's some some legendary video games that aren't horror. I just had a fucking stroke. You guys see that? Yeah. <laughs> I like I like die. I like fucking die right now. This would be a great video for the fucking the death web. So. <laughs> so, so like we got the good video games that weren't really based on horror movies we should talk about some of them too because there was some very fun especially in the 90s very fun uh terribly made you know video game movies yeah for sure you know what i mean i agree so yeah like my my list is pretty much just a mixture of everything we can, of course, let's, we can talk about, you know, maybe some of the biggest franchises, of course. If you were to think of the biggest video game horror film turned um, into a movie. There's only one word. There's, there's only, only one answer. There's only one answer. It's a two-word answer? Yeah, it's a two-word All right. 
Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Resident Evil. Of course. Of course, yes. It's, it's probably with, you know, if you base it on all the other video games that have become horror movies, unfortunately, with as bad as some of the films are in this series, it's probably the better series of all the video game turned horror movies. It, it's by far and away the most successful. No, there's no denying that. Made something close to like two billion dollars worldwide as franchise, and and that number is probably still going up, especially now that you know the new movie is going to be dropping. I think within the next month or two. But that's outside franchise. That's a new reboot. They're actually going hard reboot. I mean, it's going in a different direction, a little more traditional to the video games themselves, a little more true to the source material. Which I'm, I'm very excited. I am, I am too, actually, because, you know, that's what I liked about this game. It, because it was so dark and so scary, and you know, you know, it's it's not often where you play a video game where you get jump scares. Mm-hmm. You know, so that always made it fun to play, especially at like two o'clock in the morning when everybody else is asleep, everything's dark, and you're just yeah. sitting there blowing heads off the of zombies, and then something j- like. Nemesis will come busting through a wall or something, and you know, yeah, exactly. literally give you a heart attack. <laughs> oh, game! The game's fantastic. I think, I think the movies were catering to a different crowd. I don't, I don't think they were for the hardcore horror fans by by any means. They were definitely more action. Um, and I, as a as a lifetime Resident Evil fan, I always felt I was a little gypped by that. Because I, I wanted, I, when I heard there was going to be a Resident Evil movie, uh, I remember 18-year-old James was very, very excited about where that could go. And it wasn't quite what I was hoping. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of hoping, too, but like, that they would do more with like the Nemesis character and, and whatnot than they did with him. Well, he didn't come around until part two, right? To the second yeah. one? Yeah, he was, he was a Resident Evil apocalypse. Yeah, but even even in that, they didn't really show him all that often. I think maybe two or three times. Maybe if what? Maybe a total of five, ten minutes total throughout that whole movie of screen time. Well, um, Mel, I will say this about that. Like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take that away from Paul W. S. Anderson because usually, um, and I think Matt can back me up on this too as a as a director. The less you show the monster, usually the more effective. Yeah, you don't you don't want to really beat the audience down with a very long shot of your monster because you're running the risk of uh, ruining the mystique yeah. of, of the of the moment. Like you give them just enough to where they they grasp what it is and what they're seeing, but not enough to really pick it apart because like there's only so much we can do in the practical realm to make the stuff look convincing. Yeah. You know. You're eventually the longer the shot, the more chance you have a fucking. So, I don't take that. I don't take that away from Anderson so much as like how he implemented Nemesis. Um, more so, like the shots themselves were fine, but just like the plot, like how they explained what Nemesis, how they created Nemesis, and all that. I felt that was very unnecessary. I don't. I don't. I don't care how the monster came to be. You got you shot a dude full of T virus. Well, big fucking surprise. That's what everything in these fucking series is. is right. shot all the T virus. So that was my gripe with Nemesis in Apocalypse. I, I don't I don't hold anything against 
Anderson for making the choices he did cinema uh, from the cinematography. I just liked. I, I just. I'm just biased because I liked the character and I thought it was kind of dope and that he deserved a little bit more screen time than he did get. <laughs> it's fair. It's, it, it is fair, but I. De- but I definitely. I see what he was going for in that, and I know why he made the decisions he made in that way. Like I prob- I can't say that if I was directing the Resident Evil movie and I had Nemesis in my toolkit, I would have used them any different. You know. Right. Gonna save the mystique for the sequel. Yeah, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta build it. You gotta, you know, that's the one thing he got right about the horror in the movie. He never ever overshot things. Like the one, but there were some times where he really like overdrew the boot. Like the fucking Matrix scene in the first movie with the dogs. Oh yeah, slow mo and the fucking high kicks and shit. Like what the fuck is this? Where's Neo? Like, right where it goes like it's a slow motion as she goes to do a spin kick into the dog's head. Yeah, and he and then it goes like all flying, all extra slow through the. Air. I mean, I mean, it was it was a, it was a product of its time too. Like it was hot off the heels of the first Matrix movie, so those that bullet time chamber can, camera setup that Wachowski's made was all the rage to be to rent back then for everybody to do everything under the sun. So I get it, but it's it feels a little dated. Yeah. That movie drew me in the second that elevator came down and that lady lost her head. <laughs> yeah, I, that was I enjoyed shot. it. I enjoyed the Resident Evil movie. I, I it's the same vibe that I have with um like um uh, comic book movies because I appreciate comic books but I never followed them coming up so I don't you know the origins and stuff like that when they don't follow them in the films it don't bother me, you know what I mean? So in the same way that, like, I didn't follow the games that much. So, like, if it doesn't follow the game, it's not going to bother me. You know what I mean? I enjoyed it. And it was big. This is a big moneymaker, right? It wasn't this a gigantic success when it came out? Yeah. yeah, the first movie, right out of the gate, I think it dropped 500 mil. Yeah. It was a huge, it was a huge win. So yeah, it was almost for inevitable. a video game horror movie, it I, did phenomenal at the box office. I feel yeah. like that might be the most successful video game movie. Um like the first big one, sure shit is in the Super Mario Brothers. Because yeah, no, I, know, I, like, I, I, I would think you would think I don't know because I, I mean, I Mario kind of Brothers enjoyed failed, Doom, yeah. huh? Doom was Doom. a little later. I think Doom was like a, a couple years later. Doom, Doom did not make Resident Evil money. No, I, no, I, no, I no, and no, I actually liked, not. and I actually no. kind of liked Doom better. <laughs> you know what? You know what's funny? They just yeah. came out with a newer movie, um, kind of like. It was, I actually think it was an asylum, um, human annihilation. Yeah, yeah, way, way better than the one. Rock. <laughs> oh yeah, it was, it was awesome. I, I didn't was, see. I didn't like that one. You didn't? No, okay, right. I, I watched it and I'm like, compared to the first one, I, I, I just didn't like the way it was done. I don't, I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> maybe I'll have to like. That's one of those ones. Maybe now I should rewatch it just to revisit it because it's been like a year or so since I've seen it. So. Well, yeah. it, it was more. It adhered. It adhered more to the sort again to the source material to the actual. Yeah, that's what I kind of got. I, what I done. Yeah, the Rock one, the Dwayne, Dwayne the Rock Johnson Doom one. I remember um, the payoff was like the the point of view shot that they do, like from the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that was I waited the whole movie. Yeah, that was that. cool. Like, that was the deal. Yeah. I was hoping there was more of that in it. You know what I mean. Yeah, I don't know why that wasn't. It looked cool. Yeah, I mean, 
it wasn't that much later that we got Hardcore Henry, which was basically an entire movie playing out with I never watched that. You guys watch that? I've yeah. never seen it. Is it a headache or is it entertaining? <laughs> no, it was fucking badass, man. I love that movie. It looks like something that would be at, like a migraine after a while. I absolutely love that movie. That you see, do you see it in theaters or? No. No? No, no. I saw it in the theater. I saw it in the theater. Right, but no, that'd be I like don't... the way to see it, I feel. Yeah, no. Is that it, IMAX? It I didn't see it in IMAX. Was it, an, it was an IMAX thing, right? I think it was an IMAX. Yeah, makes sense. I remember it's a cool, a cool element, you know. What I mean, definitely a cool like vibe. Mm-hmm. Next step, we'll be talking about, um, you know, mom, the mom game. That'll be the next episode we do. <laughs> so the the, Re- the Resident Evil, you know, the Mortal Kombat games are horror horror like. Th- those movies came out a little bit before. I consider they're a fighter, but they're they're horror, you know. You where, know, where, where do you put them? You know what though, like, um, I'll, I'll, I'm just gonna go on. A little tangent here from that, like the Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat definitely has a place in the horror genre. I think so. The games, yeah. like especially the le- the the most recent ones. Like I'm a big fighting game fan, so I'm at tournaments all the time and stuff. And it's a fucking coup. Well, you know, before you know, when you can, like most of the tournaments have been online. Really. I'm not going to them in person. Nobody cancel me because I'm not <laughs> following COVID safety protocols. I promise you, I am. Um. But when you see, when you go to like a, a, a big fighting game tournament, there's all brackets and divisions. And like, I usually focus on Street Fighter myself, but like the Mortal Kombat guy, it's a fucking hoot to see people in tournament play playing as Jason Voorhees or Leatherface or fucking Alien. Like, it, it, it they, that whole company, like the whole Mortal Kombat team, like, they obviously have a big foot in the door when it comes to art. So many of their characters are horrible characters. Yeah, because uh, Mortal Kombat, I, I have Mortal, I just bought Mortal Kombat XL. Like, I like video games, but I have the attention span of a gnat, so they don't get played that often. Yeah. So, like, I'll play for like a half an hour or so, and I, I like how they have the different variations of like the Leatherface character and like Freddy Krueger and the alien. Um, well, actually, in that one, I think it's the Predator is in that one. But in XL, it's I, Jason, Leatherface, Jason, Alien, and Freddy. Yeah, and it's fine. I mean, I don't like. There's only so much you can do with a couple of them. No, but you like are. to watch the finishing moves and shit when you it, yeah. when you actually get that well, when you actually get that code in because I'm really bad at putting in those codes. <laughs> <laughs> the finishing moves are dope. <laughs> I tried to like do the finishing move and get the code in in time and then take like a Snapchat picture to show like what happens. It didn't yeah. turn out too well. The newest, the newest one even had like fucking Robocop. Like, yeah, that was like, dope. Like they fucking yeah. but. Terminator. They, support, they definitely have a huge support for genre cult films going on in Mortal Kombat. So it was great to see that the Mortal Kombat games became movies. Yeah, I'm kind of actually super excited that they're making that new Mortal Kombat movie because now with the way special effects are, it's going to be so much better than the original one was. That shit drops next week. I am I so know. stoked. I can't I wait. So stoked. So coming out next so week? Good. Yeah. That's if you have gross. HBO Max. What's funny about the Mortal Kombat is uh, the trailer is like... So we get Mortal one... Kombat next week and then Godzilla the week after? Yes. The oh, ones, my God. The ones from the 90s are, like, very terrible movies. But oh, like, yeah. James Wan has, like, callbacks to them, which is funny. 
in uh-huh. in the trailer, which I got a kick out of that. Cause it was kind of like, you know, homaging terrible movies, which was great. Yeah, this has a strong possibility of being the third film I can actually stomach. With, like, and did he direct it? I think he produced. I was going to say, it'd be a weird, I think he directed. weird choice from the direct. Mm-hmm. But then again, he did Aquaman. Yeah, well, that was probably well. That was a big Marvel movie, right? Or DC? Yeah, it was a big budget. But he's usually playing with his ghosts and his evil nuns and shit. I lost yeah. count of how many times Jason Momoa playing Aquaman took off his shirt in uh, that extended version I watched last night, the Zack Snyder cut. Oh god, <laughs> the porno version. It may as well. It's not. Yeah. I mean, he didn't get that naked. I wouldn't have argued, but <laughs> I can't. I can't roll the dice on that. I, I don't think I'm gonna watch it. I, I, yeah. That movie already stole two hours of my life. I all right. So with the two hour version of it, I did not once at any attempt stay awake. Did not keep my attention at all. I watched all four hours. I didn't even go on my phone. Usually I'm texting while I'm watching a movie if it doesn't keep my attention. And like my phone was on the other side of the room the whole night. The only thing I, only time I really like took my attention away from it was long enough to roll a joint and then it was right back to the movie. (laughs) That's a bold recommendation right there, Mel. Holy shit. (laughs) You know, he's a, he's a big music, he's a music video director. That's his background, right? Yeah. That's what the, all his films feel like one big music video. For the most part. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want to watch a four-hour music video. Maybe that's what kept my attention. All the pretty colors. Well, I'm sure it looks fantastic (laughs) and all that, you know what I mean? Eye candy type stuff. Yeah, no, it was was really beautifully done. I mean, I'm not going to say it wasn't, but, like, it actually, I don't know why. Just just something about the way he did it this time around made it much better, even though Mm -hmm. it was four hours long. I think I'm it was sure. not because they I'm caught sure. him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he appreciates that, Mel. He's listening. Um, House of the Dead. <laughs> we touched base on House of the Dead a little bit last time. We don't really got to do it again. You know, Clint, uh, great Clint Howard. Unless you oh, want to. Sid Haig was in it, too. Clint Howard yeah, and Sid Haig were great. It had a 360 shot. We can move on now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Resident Evil Apocalypse, you know what I mean? The sequel, the great sequel to Resident Evil. Yeah, you know, I mean, we, we touched on Apocalypse a little bit when we were talking about Nemesis, but yeah. really, I think I think Apocalypse is the, of that series, it's like the Citizen Kane, you know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's the pinnacle, it's the best that the, the series ever got. It, it was the least ridiculous in a very ridiculous premise. They let Yui Bowl do a lot of video game movies, really, in, in a big chunk, in like a small chunk of time. I didn't yeah. realize. I didn't realize how small chunk of a time that was. Yeah, dude, he churned out like House of the Dead, Blood Rain, fucking Postal. It was all in like what five, six years. It was a really small span of existence. I yeah, stopped but- watching. The, I stopped the Blood Rain movies after the first one. I forgot that Postal was a video game. That was like that Newgrounds, like. Very like simple game, right? Like yeah, it was, it was a top down. It was almost like a fucking uh, like Smash TV or something. Yeah, 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 you, yeah. yeah, yeah. You just point, you shoot in one direction at a time on the screen. And that's it. That was like a big deal. That was it was like free online, something you could play if I remember correctly. 
yeah, it's super, it, it was super offensive at the time. Yeah, exactly. Well, if it was super offensive at the time, it's going to get canceled now. Well, that's why the, sh- the movie was so good because it, it was just so wi- wacky and it was very offensive, you know, it was over the top. I, I, think, I think that's the one thing Uwe Boll gets right in his filmmaking. He definitely doesn't hold back. Yeah. And I'll give him credit for that. I mean, not much else. Most of, the, most of everything else he does is kind of a mess. But the fact that he just went with it where he went with it in Postal, I'll give him credit. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to comment on his Blood Rain film? Fuck, terrible. <laughs> yeah, horrifying. Terrible. Very Horrifying in all the worst ways. He got. True. He got that chick that played the fucking TX from Rising of the Terminator Three. <laughs> Christina Loken, I think, is what her. Yeah, I'm not okay. a fan of her. I'm not a fan of hers. All right. She should play robots and just stay with playing the robots. Well, she's like that in person, too, so she's not deviating from the character. Okay, all right, so it's really, it's typecast. Yeah, okay. it's, 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 it's her. Yeah. Well, it doesn't play out when you're trying to play this emotional scene when fucking Ben Kingsley of all people. Like, how much did they pay that? How, how hard up was he for a paycheck to play in fucking Blood Run? He, he 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 just likes to go like period piece. If he'll do, if it's even, period piece, he'll do it. I don't even call that a period piece, man. I don't know what. Fuck What's that medieval? Was. Yeah, it was supposed to be, I think. But it was a it it was, it was a, a mess. mess. Yeah, bad movie. There's no redeeming quality in what any way, shape, or form. It really is. And then they went and made sequels. They really really. Yeah, there was sequels. I remember that. Oh my god. No, I checked out after part one. So I, I yeah, I did too. I, I did too. But I, I know there's sequels for oh, it. But I, ch- I didn't even watch them because I despised the first one so much. No, I'm good. I'm he good. really shouldn't complain. We both shouldn't complain. He's been given a lot of chances. Yeah, no, he really fucking has. Like what he did, he did House of the Dead, and then he did a sequel to House of the Dead. And he's yeah. Hollywood. He's yeah. Hollywood. Like I don't know. Like his low budget was million dollar films. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how indie he goes. Like I think he was one of those dudes. Who's just how can he classify up. himself as indie when he's doing million dollar films? Well, no, people. Everybody likes to call themselves indie, Mel. It's called it's the like hot calling word. yourself strong and independent. Yeah, no, it's the hot word. If you're independent, you're a maverick. He doesn't play by the rules. Just ask yeah. him twenty four. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had my dad's money. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. we wouldn't have to worry about going to work anymore. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Hey, make people. your own production company, and all of a sudden you're the Hollywood doll. That's all it takes. It's, it, it's unfortunate that's the formula. It is the formula. You, you have scary. rich parents. That's how, that's how you become a mini major independent film. A, miner, a mini movie mogul? No, a mini major. It's, it's a word <laughs> that gets thrown around Hollywood for. The guys that do the Maverick filmmaking, quote unquote, and all the award show fair shit that aren't part of the major thing. New Line, when New Line started, it was a mini major. Like yeah. when they were first getting off their feet, it's like Nightmare on Elm Street and stuff. Yeah. They were a mini Obviously, that's not the case anymore. They made Lord of the Fucking Rings. They're a major studio. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> They're defunct now. But they, uh, 
It was a they nice. Still use the name. Fairy t- the name. Is the name still going? They still use the New Line name over at Warner. Um, New Line Cinema was in the front of both of everything. It's a Cinderella story. You know, they came from humble beginnings and they climbed to the top. And then yeah. came crashing down but oh, kind of like Lindsay Lohan in her career. No, no, not that bad. The ride, <laughs> the ride up was fun though. Lindsay Lohan, oh, what a horror movie right there! She is a horror movie all around. Yeah, no, fucking, I'm amazed. Being alone in the dark. I mean, that means. Well, I mean, I mean, her nickname's Firecrotch, so I mean, you'll be able to see in the dark. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Deepest creepers. She's gonna get us canceled by Lindsay Lohan tonight. I'm gonna get us canceled by a lot of people with my mouth tonight. Cancel people. They they only cancel for the people they love, and they they lost respect for Lindsay Lohan years ago. You could say you could probably murder Lindsay Lohan, and they wouldn't cancel you out. Well, they did murder her in a movie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I think the I think the only enemy Lindsay Lohan has left is Lindsay Lohan. For real. when Lindsay Lohan was fame was famous, that's when all the cancel people were the bad people. Like that's when they were in their bad part of their career before they had to change and be righteous good people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like they, they get the whole flip on it. Yeah, she used to hang out with Charlie Sheen, right? Oh my! Because he know what was going down at that party. She, she other was, than her, she I, feel, <laughs> I feel like she may want to go to a clinic. She's too. She's too far gone. Well, he might want to go to one too then, if that's the case. Yeah. <laughs> Her nickname is Fire Crotch. Come on. <laughs> Fire Crotch. I want to oh, give her that nickname. Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton. Yeah, the, there's the pot calling the kettle black, but you I know, know. she she know. I guess I don't know. Cool. <laughs> I remember Paris Hilton came out recently and said, "I'm not really a dummy. It was all an act." Yeah, it was. That just makes me smile. She was she was the slickest con artist in the world. This girl went to fucking the finest of business schools and was groomed to take over daddy's fucking hotel business. Of course she's not an idiot. <laughs> I, I always prefer Nicole Richie more. She is an actual idiot. Yeah. <laughs> very, very talented girl. Sure. Maybe on her knees. I don't know about anything else. Ah, Mad well, Mel, you're out of control. <laughs> Mad Mel, if that, if, if that was coming out of my mouth, we wouldn't have a show anymore, I feel. Exactly. Right there. So you get the girl up. opinion to break it up because I'm quit. I will pull cards on another female real quick because most of them are dumb as fucking dirt. Another Damn. comment that we get as kids <laughs> so coming out of my mouth. Damn, I gotta get that. We gotta get her. I gotta get her uncle. You gotta come on call to shots. Yeah, shit. the only thing is, is Sunday right now is the only day I that I'm working, and that's usually when you record. So, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't want to call. I as, as much as I don't, I love my client that I work with on Sunday, so I don't want to call out on her. You know, just to come yeah. on the show. Like, so it's either either you know we do one at like ten o'clock in the morning, or we do one at like eleven o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Both of those times aren't going to settle with fucking. 
my producer very well on a Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> I, and that's under more than understandable. Usually, like you know, seven Sundays is like the day that everybody you know. Yeah, well, takes to mentally yeah. prep for the new week. <laughs> yeah, we got we we got stuff in the works. We got stuff in the works. You'll see. Yeah, well, we can, I mean, we can, we'll figure something out. If not, let me know and I'll just make like a little video and just give my uh, opinion on it and I'll send it to you. (laughs) And then you can can somehow like edit it in. (laughs) I don't know. We could do, I'm hooked on Mystery Science Theater 3000 today, so we could just have me throwing comments in as I like listen to the episode. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. But where were we? You guys get into Silent Hill? <laughs> I, 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 I dug the games. I won't play them because they make me absolutely nauseous because of the way they move around and the lighting. Was that one of the first, like, um, follow the plot, like, follow the clue type games? Or it no? Was, it, it was it like the beginning of the survival horror. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was right behind Resident Evil. It was right behind Resident Evil. It definitely went in a different direction. Yeah. It's far less about the combat and more about the atmosphere and paying attention to what's going on around yeah, you. There listening. were a lot of details, a lot yeah. of puzzles. Um, scary as all hell. Yeah. And the first three Silent Hill games scared the ever living shit out of me. Um, that was the plot of it. It's like a town, that, a ghost town or something like that. Well, it's actually based off of a real. Um, Incident that happened in Kentucky, where the where the coal where a coal mine burnt underneath the town and uh, made it uninhabited, and that's where the jumping off point was for the first Silent Hill game and the movie. They actually worked that into the first. Movie too. Um, the first movie was good. I I wasn't crazy ab- about the second one. Ah, uh, what was that? Revelation. Yeah, uh, that was a piece. Yeah, that, that was awesome. that was horrible. It's that like you should have left well enough alone and just stuck yeah, with no, the first one. The first one, one was fucking great. The first one was genuinely really good. I will say that it's probably up there as far as my horror video games to movies go. That's probably in my top two, top three. It, it was the first time. Really fucking, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think even I mean like. The way it was done, it was like almost like a like like a storybook, you know. Watching the first one because I of the see, way they did it. I watched the first one; I liked it, and I you know I didn't I knew nothing about the game, of course. But I while you know I liked it, I thought it, it had a lot of style to it. I remember it was creepy. I enjoy the thing I enjoy most about Silent Hill. It has a very entrenched mythology. Like, no matter whether you're playing the first Silent Hill game or the movie or whatever, you're coming into this thing in the middle of, of, of a story that's much bigger than you yourself. There's a whole lot of stuff that already happened, and you're just kind of falling into the middle of it, you know, reaching its climax. And I always thought that that was super fucking cool for some Yeah, you come in to help it finish. Yeah, exactly. You're not... You're not you're not the main character. Alessa is the main character. You're just mostly observing shit, which I always thought was fucking great. I, I, I thought that was always really fucking brilliant. I mean, the, the star of the movie is not that all that important. <laughs> I loved the little girl that played Alessa in the Silent Hill movie. 
Yeah, she was. I good. think I think she was like a really good choice for that role. Mm-hmm. And she was good at playing creepy because I think she was in um, Case Thirty Nine. Yeah, she was. She was. So Ed, yeah, and she was creepy as shit in that. Mm-hmm. So it's like she's gonna get typecast now as the creepy little girl until she, you know she can't play a creepy little girl anymore. Silent Hill Two was right in the right in the midst of that. You know, all the horror was three D. Mm-hmm. I know that uh, Resident After Re- Resident Evil Afterlife was 3D. I remember I seen that in theaters in 3D. That was cool. Yeah, cool. 3D. I want to say the only reason, like, what, like the movie Silent Hill with the second movie, I think what brought most of the people into watching that was the fact that Kit Harrington was in it, and I think that was like right as Game of Thrones was starting. Mm-hmm. So you know, the Game of Thrones Thrones audience, because oh, Jon Snow is in this. Let's watch it. No. I think Makes I sense. think that's a lot a very uh, cabin in the woods esque kind of situation where they made the second Silent Hill movie, but then it sat on a shelf for a little while. And in the meantime, after Kit Harrington had done this role in Silent Hill, that probably would have came and went, no one would have given a shit about. Him. He got hired to play Jon Snow in Game of Thrones, and then all of a sudden. This movie that was sitting on the shelf, they realized they had bankable gold and they released it, which is exactly what happened to Chris Helmsworth when he played in Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods sat on the shelf for like two fucking years while they were trying to figure out what to do with it. And then he, he hit his Thor, and they're like, oh shit, I guess we got to release it now. And boom, success. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is Cabin in the Woods is, isn't a bad movie. No. Good movie, I like it. I oh. love that movie. Like not so like they, they could they could have severely dropped the ball by not releasing that one. Kinda well. makes you kinda makes you wonder what movies have they dropped the ball on in a situation like that. You know, Cabin in the Woods is a big enough movie that uh, you know, that's like a multi million dollar film, even though it was kind of like a smaller horror film, it's still a gigantically huge film and it's like well they just would have sat on that for years until finally there was a, a place for it or I wonder if there are movies that just fucking just that they sit on them so long they forget about them and then now you have this like fucking ten million dollar movie. It's just nothing. No one will ever see. Yep, literally sitting on a shelf. We hear we dust. hear about people never seeing movies for other reasons, but like that, you know, for that reason, I'm interested. That'd be I'm be curious to see, but I'm sure I'd it love, has. I'd love to dig into the archives of a major studio to see what. What's in there Unre- that we haven't seen? Yeah, well, unreleased madness might be hiding in in there. We'd uh, probably we we'd probably strike gold by if we were able to be able to do something like that. Absolutely, and you know, yeah, yeah. especially the horror genre because Hollywood hates horror, but loves the money that horror makes. You think about how you think about how, like Hollywood. There's such a weird. What's the right word for it? It's like a, a stigma against horror. A stigma, no, well. Yeah, but I was just going for like uh as far as like films being lost and stuff, like the rivalries and such, where movies they could be lost for more reasons than just like what we said. Like you could have someone that just hates somebody else so they buy the rights to their film just to art like never just to fuck with away. them and yeah. <laughs> to fucking lock it away forever. You know, and yeah. they're there you you always hear weird stories of like super petty shit like that. Oh yeah, absolutely. And we're talking about people that have money on levels that we can never even understand. Right. And to them, buying a $10 million movie and putting it in a vault and saying, no one's ever going to see your art, fuck you. 
is like uh the biggest know, slap in the face ever is like well yeah i guess you know i'll get that extra yeah let's get the three egg grand slam fuck it like that's what it's like you know what i mean like it's just it's it's beyond our possible fabrication as normal mm. or burn it Someone yeah, has beef with somebody, you know what I mean? Like somebody, me and James have, me and James are on the come up together making films and I fuck him over somehow on something and he's in some studio executive one day and they just bought my, my body of work and he, he, he remembers me fucking him over, you know what I mean? Like, there goes next your body of work. Next thing you know, there's, there's, gas a, on the hard drive. there's a fucking cookout. Yeah, there's a cookout in the back. Next thing, next shit. thing you know, you're going to be Taylor Swift fighting to get the rights back so that she can re-release her, her movie, her music. Taylor Swift oh. would just have our friend kill anybody that bothered her if, they, to, to, <laughs> if that needed to be. But um, yeah, even like you know when film was when it was film, legitimate film, like you in uh, the elements, you just let the elements get to it; it'll destroy the film. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. All they gotta do is leave it outside in one day in a hot California sun. That shit's gonna be fucking liquid. Yep, that's the end of that. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah, horrifying. You know, there's no retribution. Like uh, Resident Evil Retribution, you know what I mean? <laughs> the uh, that that Paul W S Anderson, he do all of them. He did every single fucking one of them. Yep, he was consistent. I will say that. Now you weren't a big fan, right? Of certain no. most most of his deal. No, I'm not a huge fan. I, I'm not a huge fan of most of the series. Um, my my interest pretty much peaked with Apocalypse, and then. After extinction, kind of waned away. Um, there was just a lot of decisions in the plot and um, the bending of the mythos of Resident Evil to make those movies work. That just kind of like, as a long-standing fan of the games, are really just really hard to swallow. And they just got worse and worse as it went on with that stuff. And I yeah. was just like, why is this character here? And this one here? Like, I just, it, it seems yeah, like heavy it, shit it, to get dorky about, but it really, it just, it, it irked me the wrong way. Why is Leon Kennedy in Antarctica in this test facility and just randomly pops up like, I'm here now, and then like is never in any other place. Right. Since we're talking about Red <laughs> Well, I I will say one thing. At least the Resident Evil movies were like not a one of them were as bad as that movie Monster Hunter. Oh, I didn't even bother. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't even bother with Monster. I I did, and that's almost two hours of my life I will never get back. And you know, just when it looked promising, you know. It was like, oh, yeah, we, we're kidding. We're not gonna, we're not gonna give you anything you want to watch. <laughs> the thing about that is that's a video game movie too. No, and I know, and I know that's why, I, and it's from the same person that did Resident, the Resident Evil series. Yeah, it's, so it's Paul W. S. Anderson. Yeah. yeah, but it's like, bro, you should have just left well enough alone. Yeah, no, I've never been a huge Monster Hunter fan as far as the games go, but I did partake in the latest one that came out on like. PlayStation, and after thinking about, I don't know, five, six hours into the motherfucker, uh, I don't know how you can make a movie out of that. It's literally just dudes chasing down big monsters and beating the shit out of them. Like, there's really not a lot of plot. 
<laughs> there wasn't a lot of plot in this movie, and it seemed like the monsters were doing most of the chasing. Okay, it makes sense. Yeah, I, I was. I, I looked. I saw the trailer for it, and I was like, "Yeah, hard pass." Not for nothing. Like, I mean, I mean, Mila is married to this dude. Yeah. If that was my husband, and he made me be in that monster hunter movie, he'd be sleeping on the couch, or we'd be getting a divorce because that movie was that bad. Well, that's funny yeah. you say that because it's the same thing flipped. If he doesn't make her the star of his movies, <laughs> or yeah, probably so, I wouldn't doubt it. That, you know, it's, it's unfortunate both ways. It's like how desperate were you to make a film that this is what you chose? They, no, they come true. together. They come cheap together. No, but I'm just saying that's what I felt like. That's what I felt like watching uh, it. I'm like, this is that's... just the worst movie ever. No, it's a Hollywood executive decision, right? Yeah, for sure. That's, oh God, yes. Yeah. I mean, they had they... a mon- they had a script for Monster Hunter, and they were like, "Oh, who could we get to do this?" And they were like, "Well, that Paul W. S. Anderson cat did all those Resident Evil movies. He does movies, video game stuff, because that's a." That's a studio executive's thought process. Oh, video games. Video games. They don't understand that those video games couldn't be worlds further apart as far as context and fucking story. But whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, I get the video game back. That's that's tiny. That's how they do that. Because executives are stupid. (laughs) Who's going to make the most money? She didn't want to take his name. It's not Mila Anderson, huh? No. Well, I think they're divorced now. At Monster Hunter, did it, huh? <laughs> it's like it's like the uh, what's his name, Will uh, Will Smith and the boy fighting over uh, Cloud Atlas or whatever it was. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Monster Hunter, Mila Jovovich. <laughs> I never really understood uh, the hype about her. You know what I mean? Um. I think it's just because she's got that girl next door look. Well, she's very physical. Like she has, she's she's Terminator, female Terminator, like where she's pretty, but she has like a a physical presence. She's got a physical presence to her. Yeah, yeah. Like I understand. I I understand her gimmick. I just yeah. She got a good good run. She got a good run. She got a very good run. And that 2020 is when they made that Monster Hunter movie. So. they're both. We yeah, I want to say it came out. Again. It came out last. I think it came out like last summer. But that's like one of those movies that it was just. It came out just as COVID was like really starting to pick up, and the quarantine restrictions were getting more intense. So I blame. It didn't really get the theater play. Not that it probably would have gotten much if it hadn't been COVID. But yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think that much. Yeah, it's almost two hours of my cared. life I lost forever. Yeah, I don't think a whole lot of people cared about Monster. You won't miss anything. Yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. No, I'm not. I mean, spoiler alert, she doesn't even make it through the whole movie. So that, that is tells a spoiler you alert. that. Yeah. Yeah. That, I'm surprised. Maybe, maybe, maybe that was the movie that got them divorced. She, 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 <laughs> read, the fucking, she read the fucking script and she's you, like, you're going to what? You <laughs> fired, fired her in the middle of the movie. You guys ever play Dead Trigger or see the game? Dead Trigger? Yeah, no, I wasn't familiar with this game. Yeah, I mean, I, me neither. I've done like Left for Dead type stuff, but not that one. The yeah, 2017 American action horror zombie film directed by Mike Cuff and Scott Weindhauser uh, and written by Heinz Tresnitzer, Mike Cuff, and uh, Heinzinser again. Uh, the film stars Dolph Lundgren. All right, 
That's all we need to say. No, it's um. It looks like um. <laughs> I enjoy Dolph Lundgren. I actually, I actually like his his, his indie career more than like his 90s Super Thug. Yeah. He's like yeah. Stuff over the past like 15 years or so. Minus but, the Expendables yeah. movies. My, well, you know, whatever. Fuck the Expendables. But he did this movie called Don't Kill It. I don't know if you're... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't seen that one. Fucking incredible. Smart fucking little heart that everybody should go and look up. It's a 90 minutes you won't fucking miss out on. And I'm not even kidding. I'm not even trying to be ironic about Dolph Lundgren's acting. It was fucking great. Was that Mike Mendez directed yes. that? Yes, he yeah. was, sir. Was yeah, he's a good guy. He makes some good films. It was a very good movie. It, very, it surprised me immensely. What turned into a uh, whatever, fuck it, I'm drunk Netflix watch was more of a holy shit, I gotta watch this movie sober. Yeah, <laughs> it was really fucking good. It's always good to get uh, recommendations for something that's actually good and not, you know, oh yeah, this movie's great, and then you watch it and you want to hang yourself. No, no. I, generally speaking, if I put my if I put if I put my opinion behind something, I I, I think if I think it's pretty good, it's if you know pretty it's pretty good. Style, yeah. yeah. No dead no. trigger though, huh? No, never seen it. Never seen it. I'm gonna have to look that one up. Because I, 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 I got the vibe that that would have been right up your alley, theme wise. It, it, it looks almost, it looks like a shoot 'em up zombie type deal. I'm into it. I'm into <laughs> it for sure. There's just so many of those types of games, though. It's like, how many yeah. ways can you do the same storyline over and over? Yeah, again? it's tough. It's it, it's tough, especially in video games, because there are. You can go like down like the uh, main page of like the PlayStation Store, the Xbox Store, and there's so many zombie survival games. Like there's DC, World War Z, How to Survive, uh, Left Seven for days, Dead, Left for Dead, Seven Days to Die, Last um, of Us, The Last of Us, which I actually just finished for the first time a couple of years ago. Really fucking great. There's some um, of those boss those boss battles in that game of they're fucking no, hard to beat. No, it was not not an easy game by any means. I was very surprised at the challenge, but it was freaking good. Yeah, it the really story was. was awesome. I'm actually really looking forward to uh, HBO doing a series for Last of Us. And wasn't uh, that uh, wasn't Sam Raimi involved with that for a while? He is. He is yeah. he's still on the he's still he's still on the producers. Good man. They got a uh, fucking Mandalorian himself, Pedro Pascal, is going to play the main character, and I'm pretty stoked. I think it's going to be uh, good yeah. It sounds like a it sounds like pretty dope. Just considering the few names you just mentioned, because you, they're all hot right now, so that's going to help with drawing that audience in too. Well, I mean, other than the fact that you know, it's a it's a horror movie for us to watch and you know complain about if it doesn't turn out to be good. <laughs> if nothing, if nothing else. Having a bunch of hot names behind it means HBO will be more willing to spend money. Yep. I watch anything Raimi touches. I agree. 100%. Fine. For sure. I back that one. Way shape Names on it. I'm in. Yeah. You guys ever get into the uh, Werewolves Within? Fuck yes. Yeah? Yeah. yeah it's coming soon. Nice. A film coming soon. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I don't, I don't know. 
Uh, I didn't hear any names that maybe jump for joy that were attached to the project, but I know that there is a film coming. This is the I always see. This is a cheap game. I always like a, you always see this for like fifteen bucks. Yeah, it's an indie game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, all right. Now I'm with it. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not your. It's not a triple A like. You know, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a Warcraft or something like that. It's, it's, Warcraft sucks. I agree. We're gonna um, talk about that movie in a little bit. That abomination. Yeah. Talk about rich kids in a little bit. We're about to talk about <laughs> another rich kid and fucking we get the Warcraft film. Yeah. That was horrible. <laughs> Getting a sequel just because China loves it so much. China China Blue? What's the name of his dad? Uh, fucking David Bowie. Didn't he have a song China something or color? China White or something? No, I think you think they were Crystal Japan. Alright. That's because that's David Bowie's kid. Yeah. He goes. I changed my name. I don't. I don't go by date. I don't go by Bowie. Bowie's not his real name to begin with. I don't think. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it's funny. He's like the bastard child. He's like I'm not. He's like I don't want you to. I'm not a Bowie. He's like you're calling me from your dad's cell phone though. He's like oh well yeah. You need to know he's my dad. Come on, dude. Come on. <laughs> so you want to roll through some some uh, strictly. We got Space Invaders is coming up. Uh, that'll probably be more action adventure. I feel in the future, it'll be a kids movie. You know what I mean? I, like I a battle. Would, I, I wish they would do a hard rated R space. Fucking awesome. That's yeah. That's probably a big like battleship. What did you guys think of the battleship movie? That was hot. Track. That yeah, I agree. Um, what's the other one? Pacific Rim. Patriots Day Two Battleship. <laughs> <laughs> You know the Patriot Patriots Day too. We'll say something real quick about the great Mark Wahlberg. He he tried to exploit all those people that died to win an Academy Award. You know, so so let's talk about uh, video <laughs> video games that <laughs> that they're not Mark quite Wahlberg horror. Exploit people? No. Mark Wahlberg never. knows. He'll, Mark Wahlberg knows he will never get an Academy Award. Otherwise, he has to pluck off. He has to pluck. The, the, the fresh blood off the fucking heartstrings of people that just died in his only way to get the high, the high, the, you know. That guy has had such a hard on for an Oscar nomination for years, and it's never going to happen. Boogie Nights, <laughs> speaking of hard on, Boogie Nights is the best thing he's ever done. I agree. And it's only because the writer director was the, one of the best living right now. And and he had Mick Strawn, you know, make him a prosthetic that, you know, he just slapped on the table like it was nothing. <laughs> you know, he tries every time, you know, sophomore. the best acting, the best acting, <laughs> the best acting Mark Wahlberg does is when he pretends that Eric Berg is Paul Thomas Anderson. <laughs> that's, that's the best acting that he does. But I digress. <laughs> so Super Mario Brothers. Ah. You know, Garbage. Oh, probably one of the most biggest video games of all time. And if one not of the, the biggest. biggest uh, if, not the big, if not the biggest video game. Yeah. And uh, a lot of big, big failure. Big failure. Bob Hoskins was in this with John Leguizamo, the pest himself. The late, mm-hmm. great Dennis Hopper. Mm-hmm. Um, Koopa as Koopa. You got the, the dinosaurs with the small heads. You can't, you can't go wrong. Wow. This... This is a movie that you you need a heavy amount of drugs to like get through this movie. 
No. They were on drugs when they made it. <laughs> I don't know to say that. That quote was from Dennis Hopper. You know what? It was it was the I give I, I give a lot of leeway to Super Mario Brothers the movie because it was the first of its kind. Yeah. They had never done anything with video games like that. And I'm sure there were plenty of people like in movie executive in in, in the executive meeting when these guys are doing are, are pitching this that are watching this game with this little fucking plumber bounce down his mushrooms and <laughs> stop him and shit. And they're like, How the fuck do we make this a movie? Yeah. What the hell's wrong with you? So of course their immediate knee jerk reaction, especially at the time, what was that, 89, 90, 93, yep, late, yeah. late, late 90s. 92, 93. No, not, uh, late 92, 80s, 90s, early 90s. Right. Yeah. 92, 93. So they were, so it was already in the planning stages when you say 90. Let's just say 90. For, just for safety. Yeah. Think about what was hot in 90, 1990. It was a Terminator. You got the action movies still the big what to do. They wanted to grit it up. They wanted to make it grimy. They wanted to make it feel more dangerous. They missed more the adult mark. friendly. Yeah, more adult friendly. They obviously missed the mark. They missed the target audience by a fucking mile. No kid looked at that trailer and said, oh, that's Mario Brothers. I want to go watch that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I get it. But they tried. They gave it a shot. They did what they could, I guess. And they fucked up. <laughs> it's fun. I, I tried. Yeah, well, it's fun. It's one of those movies, like, I appreciated for the, because being a kid at that time and liking Nintendo and the Super Mario Brothers and stuff. And it's a fun movie, you know what I mean? It's definitely cheesy and bad, but it's it's a fun movie. And it's not Garbage Pail Kids. It isn't. It's not yeah, Garbage It's better than Garbage Pail Kids. And it's, uh, it's, it's, I think what you guys were saying earlier, it's definitely like, it's a lot of movie. I think that's where it lost itself. Like you look at the sets on the sets that they're working with and all the extras and shit. There's a lot going on on that film set. Yeah. Um, I heard that Bob Hoskins was drinking, not not into a problem, but like he was he was very having fun. I John Leguizamo. I heard a cool interview with him on um, Gilbert Gottfried has a podcast, and uh, he was talking about the time making the Super Mario Brother movie because I guess everybody thought that was going to be a big deal, and it was like a gigantic Gigantic financial failure. Yeah, yeah. It's funny though. You'd think it was a big. It was a big deal because of how bad it was instead of how good it was going to be. No, at the time, at the at the time when I was when I was like nine or ten, and that movie came out, like. I watched one trailer and I did not give a shit. Yeah, yeah. I was That's gonna say it's not you. You weren't. You, yeah, you weren't rushing to your parents like, "Hey, exactly. mom, dad, I want to go see this movie." I was infinitely more stoked because I believe it was this. It, it was in the same time frame. I was infinitely more stoked to go watch the amazing Fred Savage vehicle, the Wizard. Yeah, because it showed Super Mario Brothers three. And the premiere more, of it. That was way more fucking important to me than the Super Mario Bros. <laughs> right? Seriously. Yeah, there was a weird time with like in the nineties where the wardrobe was real weird with like the Mario Brothers and um you know, uh, what else has really weird wardrobe to it? Um 
Well, the you know, Double Dragon, to keep with the video game thing, the Double Dragon had really crazy wardrobe, I remember. I mean, it, it fit their characters. Street with Fighter. The outfits, huh? Street, Street Fighter. Fighter. Street, Street Fighter, Fighter too. Had a wild fucking wardrobe. Yeah, Street yeah, Fighter had. And a coked out John claude Van Damme. <laughs> I know. <laughs> John claude coked out? What? Say it isn't oh, so. Oh, man. That was the pinnacle of his drug taking. <laughs> you know, Street Fighter. Then he had the sequel, Rehab Fighter. <laughs> when he was in re- when he was being re- fighting off everybody in the rehabilitation clinic. What is that? Colt forty five, bro. <clears throat> Did you guys know that the <laughs> Street Fighter was actually called the Ultimate Battle? Yeah. And, I, and that wasn't because Raul <laughs> Julia was on the Ultimate Battle of his life. You know what I mean? Rest yeah. in peace, Raul Julia. We have fun, but we love. Raul Julia, this was his last film. Gomez Adams himself, I believe, his last film. You know why? I I found this out. Yeah. Um, I had heard this down the pipeline. They paid him such an exuberant amount of money to play M. Bison in that movie. And he took it because he knew he was dying. Yeah. Wow. And he wanted to make sure his family had, that he had one more really good paycheck before he passed on. Take care of his family. Yeah, Rod. It's the only reason that he he was M. Bison. Yeah, for anybody that knows his body of work, that he definitely out of character for him. He's more of a classier actor. Yeah, yeah. and you could. It's it's very sad. It's it's beyond yeah. sad when you take into consideration. I joke. I know I I'm joke, dying. Let me it. let me take this this shitty movie and do something with it, just so that I know my family is good when I pass. You could tell how sick he is in certain shots. Like you can see how really thin he is. You know what I mean? And it's like a. It's you can tough. almost. In some in some of the in some of the things you can almost see the the there was like a back frame to his costume that was actually yeah. holding him up yeah. in a lot of the shots and stuff. That's so sad. Yeah, no, it, that's that's probably the toughest thing. Like I'll knock, I, like I said earlier in the episode, I'm a huge Street Fighter fan. I always have been, so I'll knock on that fucking movie from here to Timbuktu because I. I earned the right. To, that movie pissed me off when I watched it for the first time, so yeah. I have every right to rip on it any chance, <laughs> anytime. Because I'm OG. I watched that shit in the fucking theater, and I was like, I paid money for this. Fuck you. But was that's, it how, I felt. And his that's how I felt with House of the Dead. Yeah, same, same did. And you got but, Blanca, right? Blanca was oh the beast. God. Yeah, he looked hard. That like, oh my, awful. horrible makeup. Awful. Awful. Horrible makeup. Go. I could have done better, and I don't even know how to do makeup. Uh, most most of the movie like really missed the mark, and I mean it missed the mark even worse than maybe the first Mortal Kombat. Yeah. But when when I heard about how what went down with Raul Julia, and I mean like before that, I think like the lowest quote unquote lowbrow that he ever won was Adam's Family, and even then those movies are impeccable genes. Yeah. Just of a different he, he was yeah he was phenomenal as Gomez. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's. It's genius work. It's just not award season genius. Work. Yeah, well, you even of course had, not. Ba- you even had like Barry Soddenfield directing the Adams Family yeah. movies, who's a respectable director. I don't know who directed Street Fighter. I'm guessing uh, <laughs> fucking Larry McCluster from fucking Idaho. Okay. Larry the Cable Guy directed. <laughs> John Claude Van Damme directed the movie. Ripped out of his fucking mind. I mean, he didn't really direct it. There was a guy that was credited as a director, but he was like, I need mean, this shot. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah, this is going to be fucking good. The that's, director that's, was Stephen E. D'Souza. Yeah, see, that's, that's, yeah, that's, Stephen that's, E. 
That guy was sitting in the chair going, yeah, Jean, that's exactly what we That's how he was on that set. And then it spawns an animated movie, a sequel, and a, a series. No, that's actually a mostly inaccurate. That's not true. The, well, animated the sequel movie, was, yeah. The animated movie's fucking awesome. Um, I remember the animated movie being cool. Yeah, the animated movie was fucking incredible. The Legend of Chung Lee, which they're claiming is the sequel there, is not a sequel at all. It's an R reboot. It was also a piece of shit. Don't bother watching that. Yeah, yeah no, it was. I've caught that. Like, that's one of yeah, those, like, I can't was... sleep at 3 o'clock in the morning and it's on, so let me put it on. Let me yeah, watch it. Yeah, it had the warm apple pie kid from American Pie playing fucking Guy's cousin Charlie. It was yeah. Don't, don't bother. It's got some Bangkok dangerous double feature qualities to it. Yeah, basically, but all in the wrong way. <laughs> Street Fighter. However, <laughs> however, if you do want to watch some really good live action Street Fighter, a few years back, these guys did a YouTube series called Street Fighter Assassin's Fist. Fucking incredible. Really? Awesome, 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 awesome stuff. And then they did a follow-up called The World Warrior. Awesome, 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 awesome stuff. So let's give it up to all the indie. indie let's give it up to all the indie people that put their stuff on YouTube for us because yeah, you're you killing it. Where well, not the horror she's ones. She's not. <laughs> not the horror ones. The horror yeah. ones disappoint us mostly. But but in this case, these I guys guess were these were these guys were so good, <laughs> so fucking good at what they did. Capcom actually picked it up and did straight real licensing. And released oh, wow. it around the world. They premiered that shit at fucking Capcom Cup. Like, it was crazy. But yeah, yeah. no, they're fucking they're incredible. If anybody can find, like, the movies, I don't know if they're still on YouTube or not. They're so fucking good. Infinitely better than John claude and Dan's bullshit. Reminds me of the... You see, there's been a few rich people in the film community, and they all... It's funny, they spend, like, $200,000 to make, like, a Batman short film where they get to be Batman. Yeah. That's what that reminds me of. There was a dude in Massachusetts that was doing that a couple years ago, and everybody was... All the community was excited like it was a real Batman movie or something. They were were wearing their Sunday best. Psych, just kidding. It's, it's It's a fan film. You want to make fan films? It's cool. We all have a project. Yeah, but sure. I wouldn't spend two hundred thousand dollars on a fan film. Well, if the, Batmo- <laughs> if the Batmobile's cardboard, you know you're on the wrong place. That's I all want I a Batmobile. <laughs> you know. Get stuck in traffic. You don't have to worry about it. Just blow everybody out of the way. Bat copter, man. Bat fucking bat plane. I always wanted a bad one. I always wanted a bad one. Specifically the, the one from Dark Knight Rides. I was going to say, I want, I want that motorcycle from the Dark Knight. Yeah. No, I want, I want that, I want that flying craft we had in Batman in the Dark Knight Rides. That thing was fucking dope. I want it. <laughs> I forgot what we were watching. I, I think it was, oh yeah, we were talking about Bat, Ben Affleck um, playing Batman yeah. last night while we were watching Justice League. That's where the conversation came up. We were talking about how dope the Batmobile that they were using in it, because it was oh, like yeah. all. I was like, "That's the that's the car you need when you're in Twisted Metal." Such a such a good Batmobile with such a bad Batman. I just uh, yeah. Um, but I'm also going to say I'm not hating on him for putting that suit on because he didn't look bad in it. Who Affleck? Sure. Yeah. 
He was fat. Sure. And I'm a fat guy. I can say that. I mean, those aren't. <laughs> I muscles. love Affleck. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Affleck. Believe it or not, I, I'm a big fan. And yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't hate Ben Affleck at all. I just don't think he was a good choice for Batman. That's all. I thought he would have been going in. I think Robert Pattinson's going to be a worse choice. I don't think. I think Robert Pattinson will do a good job. I think he's going to surprise us. I really yeah. do. I think he's going to surprise us. I don't. Everything I've seen from that Batman movie says it's going to be one of those like Dark Knight esque surprises. He'll be good. Going to be good. Yeah. There's Hopefully. a so, there's a certain formula that if you follow it, you're going to have success. Mm-hmm. You got to you got to go very dark with it and keep with keep with the the origins that people like and throw in some stuff nods to the older things. If there's a formula you can follow that that people will appreciate it. And yeah, that'll be a big one. I think that'll be a big movie. I think, yeah, I think that's, I think the minute that I was starting to, because I watched that trailer a few times and I started to piece together that the Riddler's a serial killer in this movie. Yeah. That piqued my interest a lot. I got very heavy seven vibes from that. And I was like, oh, this might be something really unique and cool. You know? What I'm did it for excited. As soon as I heard the Nirvana song in the trailer, I said, all right, this is going to be what it should yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's a departure from what we used. There's a there's a darkness with just playing Nirvana, I think, because you know the outcome of it. You know what I mean? Right. Of, yeah. of, with Kurt. So, like, just throwing that into into a, uh, the trailer, I think, was perfect. Perfect. I agree. 100%. You guys want to touch base on uh, Max Payne with Wahlberger? Oh, my God. I never saw it. Did they do a sequel to this, or was it just one? No, it's just the one. There was multiple games, though, right? There was two or three games. Yeah, there were three games. Yeah. Um, Of varying quality. I personally think Max Payne 3 was like the magnum opus of the series. It was like a fat, grizzled old man playing private security force. It wasn't even a fucking cop anymore. But he was just so hardcore. Like, he just break dudes' faces for no fucking reason. I loved it. Yeah. But oh, Mark Wahlberg, that Max Payne movie—that <laughs> was I, garbage. Fun. It wasn't. It was, yeah, I mean, it was hot garbage, but there was some redeemable fun qualities about it. You know, trash can be beautiful too, Melissa. Yeah. yeah um, yes, I know. One man's trash is another man's treasure. Oh, no. yep. but there's this, there was. I had a rule of thumb because it was like this stretch of time, like I think it was like 2005 to like 2011 ish, where. They made these video game movies, and this one chick from Russia popped up in all of these movies. Her name was Olga something. I don't remember that. But if she was in the movie, I knew it was going to be a hot piece of shit, but it might be a little bit fun. Because it was the same production team. And I guess, like, the director was her boyfriend, so she was getting put in all these movies, like a Sherry Moon Zombie. Yeah, Mila Jovovich. And a Mila Jovovich situation would be more on the nose with the topic at hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, the Max Payne was one of these, and it was like super ham-fisted action, and I mean, maybe even more overstretched acting than Mark Wahlberg usually does, which is uh, it's not, it's saying something. But it had it had its fun elements too. Don't get me wrong. It was an action movie. People got shot. <laughs> if you bought a ticket if you bought a ticket to watch it in the theater I don't feel like you got robbed you, you definitely got people with guns getting killed like, Why but, you, but you didn't leave with a happy ending no there was definitely it wasn't a happy ending 
Why? Why haven't we? Why haven't we seen a Grand Theft Auto movie yet? Why would they need one? Why not? Because it's because we're, yeah, we're how many people go see that? People and they're going to cancel it. Well, it's interesting. The question is, what the people are so hardcore into gaming? When you make a movie, it's like you got to you got to be sure that they're actually going to leave their house and put the game down to go watch the movie. Well, well it's not it's not going to be appropriate because you have to kill hookers so you don't pay them. You're on that hooker thing. You love that. <laughs> ever, since you, ever since you've seen that, you're all. I love it. It's true, though. It is true. <laughs> Tell the audience so they know what we're talking about. So I, I I posted a meme the other day because you know the, this all. Let's cancel Eminem. Let's cancel Dr. Seuss. And then, it, like right before the Cardi B performance, I, I saw this meme about you know we can't. The kids can't read Dr. Seuss. They can't do this. They can't do that. But yet, my son just killed a, a hooker playing Grand Theft Auto, so he didn't have to pay her. Yeah. What's that going Yeah. But it's okay. It's okay to kill a hooker playing Grand Theft Auto. But it's okay not to. You can't read this Dr. Seuss book because the Chinese guy is uh, being portrayed in a racist way. Is that what it was? It was one of them. Yeah. That's one of the things. Yeah. One of them. It is weird the way the, the lines they draw with their outrage. <clears throat> The way I look at it is, is if your kid's playing Grand Theft Auto, you're not reading to him anyway, so how do you even remember what's in the book? Why the fuck is a kid playing Grand Theft Auto? Exactly. It comes more back to the parenting. Oh, what? I don't want you in my face. Here, I'll buy you that game. Sure. I've been a fan of the Grand Theft Auto games since I was a young young man. It depends on the maturity level of the kid. No, I don't think it depends on the maturity level of the kid at all kid at all in the latest in the last Grand Theft Auto game, my favorite personal favorite character, Trevor Phillips, is introduced into the game because he's banging a meth head whose boyfriend shows up who he then crushes his skull with his boot. Oh nice. See I don't this is what I mean. I don't play a yeah. lot of games. So I, I didn't games, even know that. I yeah, think the Grand- last it's been a while since I've played Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, no, but Grand Theft Auto, like it's it's the adult of adult. Like those the games, epitome. Not, yeah, the games, right. the games. It's not just blood and guts. There's, it's the content, the language. Right. Like it, it plays like a fucking mob movie on speed. Right. Like there's no reason for a fucking ten year old to be playing that game. You know what I mean? Like fucking, I'm nobody to tell anybody how to parent. If you're letting your fucking little kid play Grand Theft Auto, maybe you should be paying some fucking attention. Yeah. Jesus Christ. But to answer more specifically, why we don't have a Grand Theft Auto movie? I don't think we need one. These games play like movies. They put out Need for Speed. They did put out a Need for Speed movie, didn't they? Yeah. That, makes, that boggles my mind. Because that's literally <laughs> just driving cars. So what was it like? Fast and Furious, but... Pretty much. Diesel? Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. I, I want to say... Yeah, it was the Breaking Jesse, Bad kid. Jesse yeah, what Aaron? Um, Aaron something. Aaron Paul. Yeah. I, all I know is I don't like him. I hate you, bitch. bitch. I like I liked El Camino. Bitch. Huh? I liked El Camino. I, I, I gotta watch El Camino. Yeah, I still I like I, I've never watched Break. I've never watched Breaking Bad like fully. Yeah, so I should say I don't, I don't like him. I don't, I don't like his character. I don't like his Jesse Pinkman character. I should say. No. And I oh, mean, I would have kicked that kid in the face. Just from what I have watched, I want to kick him in the face. Anybody that goes, bitch, 
Hey, bitch. Oh, yeah, hey, no. bitch. And it, they need to be killed immediately. I, I, but. Disrespecting <laughs> women. But given, given no, what that's the disrespectful goes, to women. I've said worse tonight about females, but that's disrespecting women. We don't, yeah. Mad Mel won't stand for that. <laughs> yeah, no. Everybody's got a line. That's why they call her Mad Mel. She's uh, mad. I really <laughs> don't know why. Mad real. <laughs> Keeps it real. When keeping it real goes wrong. That, that's the definition of shock treatment with Mel and Maddie right there. Yeah. <laughs> a series of very wide left turns. That's, that's what tonight <laughs> <laughs> Always, but it all comes back into play. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, everything we talk about ends up being relevant to what we're talking about. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> you know, I know what that means. Everything that we talk about comes back to what we're talking about. Yeah, like the whole point of you're this episode was supposed to be no, I know. video games into movies, and we've talked about everything. Yeah, we're a little talking. bit of that sprinkled in between. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, but no, it all ties together. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's tangents, but it's tangents with purpose and context to what we're talking about. Too. Yeah, because it just builds up. It just makes everything else beefier. Mm-hmm. Beefy. Go. <laughs> Beefy. I've heard that word so many times today. I don't like that. It's been it's stuck in my head now. Yeah, I feel like that's a that's a scary thing that you've heard that word that many times. In my class, like today, everybody was using that word about their resumes. I'm like, oh yeah, they're like, yeah, our, our resumes are nice and beefy now. Okay, were you working at McDonald's? I don't feel like that's a good word to use up your resume. But I'm saying, like, if, if if you're talking about your resume being beefy, I hope to God you worked at McDonald's and Burger King. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a word. That's a word I want to hear when I want to talk about my seven way of breathing. <laughs> I know. What type of job are you looking for with that beefy? beefy yeah, seriously. What a world. What a world. Mel, you got to get away from those people. They're dragging you down. What? I'm done with that class. Yes, the table's class day. <laughs> it's all over. It's all over. What? Somebody's. It's all over over there, all right. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's the warning. That's the warning alarm telling us that, that we're going to self destruct in five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> that's what happens. Uh, we could take it as that. We've been going for an hour and a half. God damn! Yeah, we like st- I, we're good at talking. Yeah. So, James, you want you you want to tell people where they can see you? Um. All right. So if you go to it came from the you can check out my trailers for our movies. You can listen to Culture Shock, which is I am the host of. You can buy some T-shirts like Mel did. Um. You can check us out on the Facebook at It Came From the Five Hundred Eight Productions. Just look us up on Facebook as that, and you will find us. And um, on Instagram, if you want to keep up with my ugly mug and all of our filmmaking shit, I am on there as James Lamont sucks. And that's about it. Disclaimer for anybody listening, he's not ugly. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, you get, you've, you've got to sell yourself. He's not ugly. Well, True. no. I, I mean, I do all right. I'm okay, I guess. I'll do what I can. I'm with 
I'm with it. It's Mad the beard. No. I'm, I'm a sucker for a beard. I always have been. Beards are the deal. Beards? What's up? Um, we'll, we'll, we'll go back to a time one day where they don't like beards again. So we had the only, the only bad beard. thing about I'll the beard, beard, especially too, yeah. right, with COVID, more so James than you, wearing the face mask, he looks like a bad 70s porn. Yeah. Bad like 70s a, porn? It does, it does. It looks like a nice, like, fucking thundery G-string. Uh, With this big old bush. <laughs> like it. Flying out everywhere. Fuck. He's yeah, all pushed out. It's all good. I'll, I'll, all good. I'll look like a fucking 1975 VFL. Uh, and then the video games came into the game. Yeah. 1975 was a good year. <laughs> you know what I mean? What was that? It was like one year before Intellivision. Yeah. yeah. Intel and to bring it all back, that was the first video game system I ever owned in my household. There you go. Oh, mine was an Atari. Woo, we just took a long trip, guys. I had a Coleco. That was that was the first. Coleto sounds like a disease. It does, right? You got Cleto foot or something. Yeah, you got it chopped off, I got Cleto foot. It wasn't a very good video game system. There's only like games for the well, I mean, Atari was fantastic. Kaleido Vision, right? Yeah. It's like cataracts. Like, I got Kaleido Vision. Don't tell yeah. them. <laughs> Don't tell my boss I got Kaleido Vision. He won't let me drive the truck. Basically. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Well, well, James, thanks again for another episode. Hell yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Joining the crazy out, train. Go check out James and the 508 Productions. It came from the 508 Productions. Support them. They're good folks. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Support us. We could well, we could use your support too. You can go check us out at the Boombastic Media YouTube and Facebook page to find uh, all, about all the shows. And also, we have a nice Boombastic streaming Patreon page now with a bunch of cool tiers. If anybody wants to check that out, and be on the lookout because our big first ever. 420 episode for shock treatment yearly extravaganza uh we'll have info up soon probably right now when you hear this go check out the facebook page to learn how you could get involved with that very special very smoky very red-eyed uh dry-mouthed episode (laughs) okay all right well without uh Without going any deeper, we'll, 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 cut, we'll cut it here. We'll cut it here before we get another alarm. <laughs> All right, we'll catch. We'll have James back on the show soon. we got a big mashup show coming with him. We're going to talk about the, the sadness of making independent films. Basically. <laughs> it's much like every other sadness, but a little bit different. You know what I mean? Okay. Slightly poor. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> All right, and we'll catch everybody on the next episode of Shock Treatment with Mel and Maddie.